This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week, our podcast is brought to you by BHP. Reducing greenhouse gas emissions in the production of copper is critical. That's why BHP has committed to solar, wind and battery agreements to help power their copper mine at Olympic Dam in South Australia. It's happening now at BHP. Visit bhp.com forward slash critical to find out more. Welcome to the Year in Review. I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's almost the end of the year and here at The Squiz that means it's time to take a moment, take a breath and reflect on the year we've just had. Yeah, because there's been a lot that has gone down. I really enjoy doing these Year in Reviews. I really enjoy it. I think because when we're covering the news day in and day out like we do, some stories just stick out. Yeah, you know me, Claire. I like to look ahead, but I agree. Stopping, reflecting and just taking stock on the year that was can be a fascinating thing to do. So that's what we're doing in our Year in Review series. Three episodes, one on global news, one on Australian news, and then the lighter news that made us smile throughout 2023. Yep, and today the big global themes that set 2023 apart. Sadly, this year was dominated by war, but also there have been big sporting and big cultural moments. A lot of pink as well in 2023, not to mention huge technological advances, and I'm talking AI. This year started out with one significant regional war being fought and ended up with two, Claire. Let's remind ourselves of where the war in Ukraine was sitting as we started 2023. Russia launched its full-scale invasion of Ukraine in February 2022, uh, and that year saw Ukraine mount a surprisingly effective defence and even a successful counteroffensive against Russian troops, but... 2023 was a lot more difficult. Yeah, the fighting was ongoing. Neither side advances during the Northern Hemisphere's winter. But when hostilities ramped up again as the weather heated up, the city of Bakhmut became a focal point for both sides. And that was weird because it's a Ukrainian city that isn't especially important strategically, Mm. but the fighting there lasted for months and months and became the single longest battle of the war so far until in May when Russia claimed to have taken over the whole city. Yeah, Yevgeny Prigozhin, the boss of Russia's Wagner mercenary group, said 20,000 of his troops died in the battle for Bakhmut. Claire, his name was one that came up quite a bit in 2023. Didn't it just? Someone that we probably wouldn't have known at the start of the year. We definitely knew who he was by the time it finished. Uh, It's a bit like a plot from a spy thriller. So in June, Prigozhin launched a mutiny against Putin and Russia's military. He marched his private army towards Moscow. He got within a few hours drive of Moscow before he was convinced to turn back. Yeah, this was huge. I remember uh, this going down over a weekend here in early June. Putin allowed Prigozhin to flee to nearby Belarus, he pretty much went to ground and there was some pictures of him in Africa, I Mm. remember. Wherever he was, in August, Prigozhin got on a plane which exploded mid-air over Russia. Here's a grab from a news report at the time. Caught on camera, unverified footage of the plane tumbling from the sky with a missing wing, then bursting into flames north of Moscow. With unusual speed, Russian aviation authorities announced the mercenary boss was among the 10 people who died in that crash. And as that grab points to, there was lots of conjecture about exactly what happened. But plenty of analysts said that it showed 
just how much control Putin has over Russia. Let's turn to the second big war of 2023, which began in October when Hamas terrorists left the Palestinian territory of Gaza and killed 1,200 people in Israel, most of them Israeli citizens. They also captured about 240 Israeli hostages and took them back to Gaza. It was an enormous shock. Few thought that Hamas had the capability to launch an attack like that, and Israel responded quickly and forcefully. It launched a bombing campaign against the north of Gaza. Of course, people who follow the news closely will know we've spent a lot of time since then talking about that campaign and ground invasion. A ceasefire has come and gone. Concerns about a broader regional war remain. It's absolutely a story that's going to reverberate into 2024 and beyond. Let's skip over to the US now. Donald Trump remains a news story in 2023 and will do so in 2024, Claire. He's not the president, of course, anymore, but he's running for president again. So get set for that discussion ramping up. I don't want to bamboozle you with the jargon, but there was a lot of legal cases launched against him in 2023. An absolute lot of legal cases. There really, really was. Um, Four criminal cases over hush money, classified documents, the January 6th insurrection, uh, election interference in Georgia. There are a ton of civil cases as well. And for Donald Trump's part, he's very clear on what he thinks about it all. There was never a problem. Everything was perfect. There was no crime. The crime is against me because we have a corrupt district attorney, but we have a corrupt attorney general. And it all comes down from the DOJ that totally coordinated this in Washington because I'm leading, I'm the leading candidate, I'm leading Biden by 10 points. How that's going to affect his run for president, we're just going to have to wait and see. But he's right. He's leading the incumbent Joe Biden in the polls. He's also the leading Republican candidate by quite a large margin. Yeah, it's a fascinating story. A name to keep an eye on is Nikki Haley. Lots of news about her over the last little while and a challenge to Donald Trump. Meanwhile, Biden's approval rating has been getting steadily worse across the year. One factor the polls keep surfacing, Claire, is his age. It really is because he's the oldest president. 81? By 81 now. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And look, he certainly wasn't winning any votes in November when there were a lot of turkey jokes going around that didn't quite land. Um, just to help you follow this next grab, um, this was from his comments at the Thanksgiving pardoning of the turkeys event, and the turkeys' names are Liberty and Bill. So I'm told by the Turkey Federation of Liberty Bell and uh, Liberty and Bell, they love Honeycrisp apples. Not bad, huh? Ice hockey. I sure in hell would like to see them play ice hockey. A thousand lakes and the Mall of America. And to be fair to Joe Biden, I'd really like to see a couple of turkeys play ice hockey too. Would you? Yeah, absolutely. I'd pay money for that. (laughs) Continuing in 2023 was the conversation about climate change and the enormous heat wave from the Northern Hemisphere summer was a big story. In the end, 2023 was the hottest year on record. When did records start? (laughs) Depends on where you are. Some back in the 1850s, some before that. Okay. Yeah, just depends. I always wonder that when they say on record. On record. When was the first record? Got it. Yep, very localised. 
There's mm. not one answer to that. Gotcha. <laughs> and at the end of the year, at the United Nations COP28 meeting, there was an agreement to call on nations to contribute to a transition away from fossil fuels in energy systems in a just, orderly and equitable manner. Uh, critics weren't too happy about that. They say that a lot more has to be done and urgently to actually phase out oil, gas and coal. Get set for more of that in 2024. Up next, the year in global business, tech and culture. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super, one of Australia's most awarded super funds. It can be hard to know where the best place to grow your super is, but with awards like CanStar's Outstanding Value three years in a row and Money Magazine's 2024 Ultra Long Term Performance, Aware Super's 1.1 million members can be confident their super is in good hands. Visit aware.com.au forward slash awards to find out more. Awards are only one consideration. Read the PDS and TMD on the website. 2023, I reckon, Claire, was the year that AI, artificial intelligence, really got its foothold. It's been around for ages, but 2023 really was its year. If it was mm. a person, which is a scary thing to think, but some say it <laughs> is. Is it a person? Is it a person? Not really is it not a person? <laughs> it's its year. We know there was an explosion of interest after ChatGPT was launched at the end of 2022. AI this year, though, notched up some other pretty big wins. Yeah, and we'll get into the business of AI in a second. But on the culture front, there were a couple of image-based AI generations that really caught our attention. A photographer won a prestigious world photography prize with an AI-generated photo that really set the cat amongst the pigeons. Uh, And I think we're all a little bit fooled or impressed when images of the Pope wearing a white puffer jacket really went viral. I know you just want to bring this up because I was totally fooled (laughs) by this. It totally got me. I thought, okay, must be cold. He's upping his game a bit. Um, It continues into the world of music. An anonymous artist on TikTok posted a song that he'd written and produced that used an AI clone of Drake's voice as well as a clone of The Weeknd's voice. That was a whole thing. That track went viral on TikTok. I mean, could you not tell that wasn't the real deal? Oh, I couldn't. Like yeah. I, it sounds like Drake and it sounds like The Weeknd. It's, it's amazing, sh- isn't just it? Just extraordinary. Yeah. Um, another viral AI moment came in November when the CEO of the biggest AI company was fired. Yeah, Sam Altman. He's one of the founders of OpenAI, which is the company behind ChatGPT. He was then hired by Microsoft then eventually returned as CEO of OpenAI. It was a tumultuous sort of five days. And I mention that because it's ultimately turned the page on the commercialisation of OpenAI's work. Yeah, and you mentioned Microsoft there. They've been backers of OpenAI for quite a few years. And because of their connection to OpenAI, it's really been a bumper year for them. Um, Their market capitalisation, which is basically how much the company is worth, it's climbed to around $2.7 trillion US dollars. It's right up there with Apple, which is hovering at around the $3 trillion mark. $2.7 trillion. I don't even know how many zeros that is. It's a lot of zeros. It's a lot of zeros. In comparison, Google's worth is about $1.7 trillion US dollars. So, yeah, they're not doing so well with their $1.7 trillion. <laughs> Four things. Whilst we're on tech giants, Facebook or Meta now had a big moment in the middle of the year when they launched 
Threads, a competitor to Twitter. Of course, Twitter is no longer called Twitter. That was another thing that happened in 2023. It's called X after that takeover by Elon Musk. Threads launched in July. It quickly collected over 100 million users. And that made it the fastest growth for an app ever. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure that everyone is really stuck around, but it's really there. It's a thing. It's an alternative. So yeah, one of those things. Um, To wrap up the tech segment, we're going to give a dishonourable mention to Sam (laughs) Bankman-Fried, the former crypto whiz kid. He founded the crypto exchange FTX and became a billionaire until it collapsed. Yeah, he was convicted on all seven charges against him in November, making him one of the biggest frauds in history. That's quite the title. (laughs) It's not a claim, the fame that you would necessarily want. Let's turn now to the big cultural hits of the year. And in the world of culture, there was nobody bigger than Taylor Swift, Claire. Oh, yeah. What a year she's had. Welcome to the Eras Tour. This has been the most extraordinary experience of my entire life. It gives me goosebumps thinking about it. I was lucky enough to be gifted some tickets by a very generous friend. <laughs> that was yourself. <laughs> yeah, person of the year. I person tell you, of the year, is yes. it Taylor Swift or is it Claire Kimball? <laughs> it's, in my eyes, it's Claire Kimball. <laughs> Just to rattle off some other achievements, she became the top streaming artist on Spotify. She... Yes, as you alluded to, Time Magazine's Person of the Year. Yep, she broke the Grammys record for the most Song of the Year nominations. Her Eras Tour became the first to cross the billion-dollar mark. It's been just an enormous year for her. Mm. You cannot move but for Taylor Swift. Mm. And as for other female icons with the middle of the year turning bright pink for Barbie. Remember Barbie, this, of course, is the film directed by Greta Gerwig, starring our very own Margot Robbie as Barbie. The hype for this movie, Claire, was something else. Oh. Really? Huge. And in the end, it paid off, turned into a huge payday. The film grossed more than 1.4 billion US dollars around the world. It was the top film of the year. How many times in an episode can we say billion and trillion? Yeah, it's a lot. lot. (laughs) Money is... Makes the world go round. Yeah, Yeah. something. Uh, So Barbie's a queen, Kate another royal event that we probably should mention, we got a new king. So the coronation was this year, of course. Can you believe it? Yeah, King Charles, the first coronation in over 70 years. Speaking about succession plans, Claire, my Taylor Swift is your Roy family. I know. The end of succession. <laughs> I Like the best show, I reckon, going around. It's going to be hard to Ever. top in, in my <laughs> eyes anyway. And, look, I'm still processing how that all went down, to be honest. It's taking up all that space in my brain. Lots of people talking about it a lot and those who didn't <laughs> watch it going, oh, I don't see what the big deal is. But, <laughs> but you know what? Succession, it was a thing. It was a thing. That's a very quick whip through the big global stories of 2023. It's not the end of our year in review series, though. Tomorrow we're looking back on the Aussie news stories of the year. We'll see you then. Hello, it's Bryce here from Squiz Kids. Kids and fiscal policy go together like peaches and cream, which is why we're excited to present a special Squiz Kids Q&A this week 
with Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers. It's the podcast where the kids of Australia get to ask the questions. Tune in to Squiz Kids today to find out how the notorious B.I.G. has helped shape next week's budget, why the Treasurer considers himself more of a three-pointer than a slam dunker, and why his toenails will be painted with glitter nail polish next Tuesday when he stands in Parliament to hand down the budget. Plus, there's a cheeky question in there about his leadership ambition. All part of our mission to engage kids in the wider news agenda. Check it out in the Squiz Kids podcast feed or via squizkids.com.au.